Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of this conversation with my buddy, Brad Norwood. And I know you've enjoyed part one of the conversation where we talked about the encouragement of the bucket list. Now we're going to pivot and talk about the encouragement of dreams because Brad and his company, Dream It Pro. And again, I want you to go to dreamitpro.com, D-R-E-A-M-I-T-P-R-O, dreamitpro.com. Um, there are a lot of things on there that if you've dreamed of going somewhere and you, you own your own business or, you know, you're one of these guys that say, Hey, man, I've always wanted to go to the masters. I've always wanted to do this or that. Get with Brad. He'll help you get that done. And again, shameless plug, cause I'm a friend of his and he's on here and I would say it if he wasn't on here, but again, I know he can help you out, but let's start Brad. Let's start here. When was the first time? that you really, that you can remember dreaming about something that you wanted to do. Take me back to that moment, if you would. Man, I was, uh, I can take you to an exact moment of a, a vivid dream. Uh, and I was about eight years old at the time. So I was eight, third grade, uh, third or fourth grade at the time. Um, and my dream, crazy enough, Brian, was was to be able to uh, share an experience at the golf course with my dad. Uh, he was an avid golfer. He always, you know, had a had a group that played every Saturday morning, and he'd go play and and come back and be at the house. And uh, it was just a, a dream of mine to be able to go and be with that group. And I would always riding the cart, uh, you know, as a little kid, but I just always wanted to play, wanted to be part of that group. And I'll never forget when one of the guys in his group was out on a Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, and I was out at the course eight years old, you know, just hanging around one summer afternoon, and the guy invited me to come play. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget that. So that was that's probably – one of the first, you know, dreams of, of what I wanted to be able to do. What, you know, when people say, what do you, what do you dream of? Uh, that, that's one of the first that vividly sticks out. 
what was that like for you? Because again, I, I, I kind of had a similar dream. My dad would go play golf on Saturdays. And I remember the first time when I was a teenager, probably 13 or 14 going out and playing with my dad and we didn't play often, especially the last several years of his life. We didn't play often, but there are times that, that I'll never forget. And it's ironic, Brad, that you mentioned that. The last time I played golf with my dad, we were in a foursome at a church outing. I invited him to go to my church's outing, and we were in a foursome with the man who eventually became my stepfather after my dad wow. passed away. Wow. And so I understand that, that very well. When you think about creating that, that that's amazing that you, you go there. Here's, here's what's tripping in my mind creating a dream for someone else because you talked about it in the last podcast walking alongside people helping people along things like that what was your dad's reaction and and how did your dad help foster that dream after you got invited to go play with a guy that he played with how did your dad help foster that dream inside of you to where i know eventually you got into that that group you yeah. had to because yeah you know, especially when, especially when you can play and you can play, you know, as, as eventually when, when, you know, those guys say, Hey, Norwood, your kids, your kid's pretty good. You know, <laughs> right? Your kid's pretty good here. We might want to have him play with us a little more often. I, I wish it would have been that way. I was actually terrible as a youth and, and kind of peaked past my prime, if you will. Uh, I, I peaked after college. I should have peaked before, but. You know, that's a great question, Brian, I, because dad just enabled it. It it became, ironically, that, that we're having this conversation, it became an incentive for me. Um, it became my reward. I wasn't, I mean, it was a man's game, right? Uh, and now that I'm a dad, I get it. It's, it's a little bit of a break time from your kids as well, but it was an incentive for me. Uh, you know, if I, if I did well, did all got all my stuff done around the house. I usually always did well in school. Uh, he just treated it more as a reward. Hey, this is something special. If, you, if you're coming, you know, this week, hey, so and so is out of the group this week, so we've only got four. You know, you can come on and be the fifth uh, and join the group. So yeah, it, it, he fostered it, ironically, uh, as an incentive for me. And it wasn't all the time, but it made yeah. it that much more special, you know, and, that it wasn't Brad, every, every Saturday. Forgive me for jumping in there. There, there is, here's what I'm thinking as you're talking about that. There's a right way to enable a dream and a wrong way to enable a dream. Yeah. Because I know when I played with my dad as a teenager, my dad expected me to carry myself well on the golf course. Like, look, dude, don't embarrass me. Don't throw your clubs after a bad shot. Don't sit there and pout and things like that. You know, I, I, I think this, I think people, people go, it's like you hit a bad shot or something in your dream doesn't go right. You just start chucking clubs, Yeah. you know, in front of God and everybody, you start chucking clubs like, you know, and, and there's a way to handle yourself. And I'm sure that your dad expected you when you played with his group to handle yourself the right way and to have the right decorum. Hey, listen, don't show up out here in a pair of jorts. 
right? right. You know, yeah. cut off jean shorts. For those yeah. of you that don't know what jorts are, <laughs> they're they're a hillbilly staple. Okay, jorts are the, you know that that's high fashion in in West Virginia. You know, you the, you live north of the Mason Dixon line if you don't know what jorts. That's are. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but but my dad always expected me. Hey, listen, if you're gonna go play golf with me, you're gonna you're gonna wear a nice pair of pants. You know, nice pair of Docker pants. You're gonna have a nice golf shirt on. You're gonna have probably get you a Titleist hat, so you look like you can play. Even if you can't play, you got to look like you can play. But Brad, there are right ways and wrong ways to facilitate our dream, and that's where I'm going with this part of the conversation because I think some people just wake up and they go, "Well, I got a dream, and I'm just gonna go make it happen," instead of really thinking about as we talked about in the last episode with the bucket list about all the things that had to happen. I'm sure your dad held you to a standard. If you're going to play with me, you got to, you got to have a standard. Talk about the, the holding yourself to a standard when pursuing your dream, because I think that's really important to, to grasp a hold of. Yeah, it is. And really it comes in, it, I'm going to call it working the plan. Uh, that that standard becomes your your plan. What are the what are the steps that have to be done, right? If we're talking about golf, well then okay, you've got to be dressed in the right apparel. You've you've got to look good. You've got to have this demeanor. You you've got to be a gentleman. This is a gentleman's game type of deal. And and you've got to work that plan with your dream the same way. Yeah. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't say, well, I can't do this. It becomes, how do I do this? you know, why does it have to be done this way? <clears throat> and and start working it that way. I always like, and the most successful people that I know and have coached, I always like to say reverse engineer this thing. And again, we go back to what we mentioned in the last episode, talk about the ice, envision that experience and work that backwards. What's it look like? Why are you doing this? How do you feel when this dream comes to fruition? Yeah. And let's work that backwards. And so the plan becomes the standard. Yeah. And and something I was thinking about. So I was working up in New York and uh I remember calling you one day because I was going to Beth Page Black. And I called you and I said, Norwood, I said, I'm here at Beth Page Black, and you were telling me about playing that course. So out on Long Island there's another course that's very famous to golfers called Shinnecock Hills. They played a couple U.S. Opens there and things like that. So I was I was going to be real close to Shinnecock Hills. And so I got online and I realized, and they made it very, very plain, <laughs> very clear. The only way you're getting on the grounds is to be with a member. Right. You can't go there and buy a hat. You can't go. The same thing with Augusta. You can't buy a hat online. You can't buy a shirt online. If you want something like that, you got to be there to get it. And it made me think of this, Brad. Nobody can, nobody can live your dream for you or nobody can, can shortcut the process to your dream. There's a difference between helping somebody with a dream and shortcutting the process that people have to go through. If I wanted to get on Shinnecock Hills I, I mean, unless I could sweet talk a member that was driving by and saying, man, please, would you let this hillbilly just tag along with you so I can go <laughs> to the pro shop and buy a $50 hat? Right. You know, that that's the only way I'd get on the grounds. 
but it made me think nobody can shortcut your dream. Why do you think it is that people want to shortcut the process to making their dreams come true? Hell, we, we live in the microwave society, right? We want to, we want to put something in and push a button and, and snap our fingers and make it be done. And a lot of times people talk about, oh, the, the joy is in the journey and they want to, but they don't realize. And I tell people all the time, no, the joy is really in the destination. Again, it's that envisioning the experience. It's what happens in that destination when you're finally there. And this has got an incentive piece to it too, Brian, but the blood, sweat, and the tears are in the journey. That's not where the joy is found. That's where you're doing the hard work. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell him you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. That's where the process is taking place, that you've got to earn it. You know, you, you've got to have, as my old high school coach always says, you got to have the want to. And if you ain't got the want to, you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so you got to have the want to, to go through the process, to, to do the blood, sweat, and tears, the hard work. You can't just push a button and have that experience be the same. You can. You can. You could have found a member outside of Shinnecock and said, hey, would you let me in? He takes you in. But it wouldn't be the same if you went through the process to actually find one or know and connected and had that yeah. intentional connection with a member, right? And then got invited and not pushed the button and just asked. Yeah. It, the experience of going in that shop then becomes totally different. And so I tell people all the time, the joy isn't in the journey. The joy is in the destination. And so don't shortcut it. You can, absolutely you can. Uh, yeah. but, but to have the true experience and to really come to the realization of that dream and really fulfill it, you got to do the work. I would, I, I want to encourage folks to, to go to Brad's website there's a podcast and you made me think of, of a podcast you did. You did it with a guy named Marty Burlesworth. Mm. His brother, Brandon Burlesworth was an offensive lineman for the university of Arkansas. And, and here about eight or 10 years ago, ESPN did a piece on Brandon Burlesworth. I remember watching that piece. Brandon Burlesworth was this big kid. He looked like he was real out of shape look like he couldn't walk and like we'd say up here could look like he couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time but you talk about the blood sweat and tears of a journey the 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 piece 
what I remember about the piece was how this kid transformed himself into an All-American offensive lineman mm-hmm. and ended up getting a chance to, to go to an NFL camp before he was tragically killed in a car accident. And just because – and here's where I want to go with this. People have said, well, my dream was always to do something with my son or daughter. They didn't make it. Or my dream was always to do something with my dad and they're not here. But just because that particular piece of the dream dies doesn't mean the whole dream has to die. That's right. And so, you know, when 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 you think about that, and, and, and forgive me for bringing it up because I can see if you're watching on YouTube, I can see the emotion on Brad's face. It's It's personal. Yeah. A lot of times dreams are personal. And I didn't mean for it to get emotional, but when you were talking about that, that podcast that you did just spurred that on inside of me. Thinking about knowing their family like you knew their family, what was the fire inside of Brandon's dream that that really fueled him to that to those heights? Yeah, he so he grew up um, unfortunately in in a household that that didn't foster dreams. Uh, you know, his dad was an alcoholic, was abusive, wasn't around very much. Uh, and so in Brandon's head, again, we talked about it in the last episode, Brian, but the head trash was insurmountable. And just, a, you know, like I said, a big, goofy-looking, couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time type of kid who was always told he couldn't do something. Had a coach and a brother, a coach in Tommy Tice and a brother in Marty that absolutely believed in him 100%. And he took that fuel to the fire and said, you know what? I am good enough and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to find a way. Nobody wanted him. His dream was to play at Arkansas. He walked on at Arkansas, didn't he? He walked on at Arkansas and earned a scholarship. And there's now the Burlesworth Foundation and the Burlesworth Trophy, one of the country's most prestigious. I would I would say right underneath the Heisman, the Burlesworth Trophy, especially here in Arkansas, uh, obviously dear to our hearts there, but Burlesworth Trophy is given every year to a player who has walked on and earned a scholarship um, at, a, at a major university. And so he exemplified that. And his, his dreams were, again, he overcame the head trash. He being told he wasn't good enough and couldn't do it. He used that as fire, man. And, and boy, he did it. And the guy was to the T. I mean, he, he stayed on the, to, to the point where he stayed on the sidewalk everywhere he went. Talk, we just talked about cutting corners and pushing easy buttons. Brandon never did it. He wouldn't even cut across the corner of a sidewalk across the grass. He always 90 degreed every corner. Man, and that that is so powerful. And and here's what I was thinking as you as we were going there for just a minute. And thank you for 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 letting us go there. There's legacy in dreams. Mm-hmm. A dream that someone has can can turn into a legacy you know it you know god forbid something would happen to me if my son wanted to continue the intentional encourager podcast there's a reason why we youtube everything and and i've gotten very intentional about that i said you know look if something happens to me there there are 250 times on youtube that my family can can reconnect with me absolutely in a moment and we're pushing 250 episodes on youtube as well too with the with the podcast but brad that's the thing is is there there are legacies and dreams 
why are we more intentional? I, I don't see people really talking about legacy anymore. I don't see people really focus on legacy anymore. I love what you said there, the microwave society. We're living for the moment. And Brandon's been gone, what, eight, eight, ten years now? Yeah, away. it would have been April, April of 99. Oh, man, no, way longer yeah, than, way way longer than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah way longer yeah. than that. But here's the thing. His dream was to play at the University of Arkansas. That dream came true. Granted, he didn't get to go to the NFL, which would have been the likely next stop. He had all the, the physical gifts to go to the NFL. But, but now, because of the dream he had as a kid, that legacy now lives on, and everybody that puts on an Arkansas uniform is going to know who Brandon Burlesworth is. Yeah, absolutely. From now, as long as they play football in Fayetteville, Arkansas, everybody's going to – it's just like with here with Marshall. It's just like here. I, I, I had a, an instance, and forgive me for taking an aside here. I'm talking to my friend. Forgive me for taking an aside <laughs> here. I'm talking to my buddy. But I had an instance last week as we record this, the, the director of football operations and the assistant director of football operations for Marshall was on my flight back home. They had just been to South Bend, Indiana. And if you know anything about Notre Dame football, they, they, they thrive on legacy. They, they have built an entire culture up there on legacy. And of course, here in Huntington, Coming up in November, it'll be 52 years since the Marshall plane crash in the movie. You know, if you've seen the movie, We Are Marshall. Mm -hmm. But every year, they go up to Spring Hill Cemetery in Huntington, and they go to the, to the grave marker of the six unidentified players from the Marshall plane crash. And uh, one of our local sportscasters, a guy named Keith Morehouse, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast, his dad was on the plane. And he, he, he tells, he takes them through the story of that night through his eyes, being an eight-year-old kid. And so the, the, the coaching staff, Coach Huff, who's now in his third year, Charles Huff, who's in his third year, has continued that legacy. And, mm -hmm. I, and I believe as long as there is football played at Marshall University, those teams and those kids that put on the green and white are going to know about the 1970 plane crash. The Absolutely. kids that put on the, the the kids that put on the maroon and white of of, of the Arkansas Razorbacks are going to know about Brandon Burlesworth. That's how important legacy is. Why don't we take that consideration a lot of times when pursuing a dream as the component of legacy? You know, I've, I was always told that the only thing you'll ever have that will last forever is your name, and whether that's Burlesworth, whether that's Sexton, whether that's Norwood, whatever your last name, whatever your name is, is what you'll always have. And that becomes legacy. And we talked about Brian, you know, having YouTube videos and 250 ways for your family to connect and Facebook posts and Instagram posts and all of this social media, while there is a terrible, nasty side to it, and I get it. Let's come back to that word intentional, right? If you're intentional in how you use all of these platforms, your legacy can fall right in line with what you're doing. And don't get lost in the moment, worried about getting your phone out and, and trying to capture something when you're actually capitalizing on a dream and you're in that experience. 
but we live in a very blessed world right now that we can be able to do that. But yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, you're on camera all the time these days. Somebody's always watching, but if you're intentional about it and can use it the right way, your legacy and you can be reconnected with you can, your legacy can continue on and your name can always stand. People will always have that way to connect with, you know, I, I say all this, I appreciate you taking the conversation here. Great friend of mine, uh, Josh Brown was a local pastor, uh, here he died going on three years ago now of, of brain cancer, but Josh and his pastoral ship, and in coming, you know, now it's pretty common occurrence that we record sermons. And Josh was very intentional about recording sermons and, and putting them out before COVID and before we had to start recording them. Yeah. He was very intentional about recording those. And Josh's main message to everybody was regardless of what you hear from me, please take away and know that God is so, so good. God is good. And he would tell that to every person, no matter. And at the end of every sermon, he would, he would say, God is so, so good. God is good. And that became his legacy. And Brian, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in tying legacy and capturing moments and all that together. His wife, Jen, at his funeral, he's the only person I've ever known that Josh Brown preached his own funeral. Yeah. And she put together video clips of his sermon and he was intentional about it. He was preaching his legacy and his word in every piece of video that he was in. And she was able to clip it together. And it was the most profound thing I've ever seen. He, Josh Brown, God rest his soul, preached his own sermon. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Yeah. And I talk about that because legacy is part of bucket list. Like we talked about in the last episode and legacy is part of dreams and he is the fulfillment of all legacy, but, it, but your legacy is so important in everything that you do. And we started this conversation with, you know, my dad taking me out to the golf course and what he did there is start a legacy in our golfing lives. It's not the legacy of, of Norwoods necessarily. Right. But it's the legacy of, of God, because now guess what I get to do with my two boys. I get to take them out every now and then and, and we go play. 
We talked about in the last episode, the Masters. This was one of the most incredible years for me at the Masters because I got to continue my legacy of not only my profession, but my family. And then I took my son to the Masters for the first time. And so just so important to know and be intentional with your name because your name is your legacy. And I, I end every session on legacy when I coach about it with this main question that I ask people, when life passes before your eyes, will it be worth watching? Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. And, and here's, here's what I'm thinking about. I, I really got intentional about legacy when my dad died. I was 40 when my dad passed. I'll be 50 in August. And I feel like the last 10 years for me has been that impact zone, that, that legacy building time. And you mentioned, you mentioned, um, taking your son to the masters and things like that. As a dad, what was that like for you watching him there? Cause I can imagine the first time you go to Augusta, right? And, I, and, and, and here's why I say that. I spent a couple of Saturdays watching on Peacock a documentary about Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, Jack and Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods are probably my two favorite golfers of all time. I, I grew up a Jack Nicholas fan. He was sure. the man, still is the man, and everybody right. knows that he's the man. Exactly right. 18, 18 major championships, 30 runner up finishes, and, and they're talking to pro golfers and they're going, he finished second 30 times, take, take away half of those, man. And he's probably got like 30 or 35 majors, you know, it just uh, unbelievable. But everybody talked about Jack Nicholas's integrity, his character, his legacy of what Jack Nicholas is going to leave. And that struck me of, of man alive. Even his kids are going, yeah, my dad's, my dad's a man of character, integrity. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. When you watch your son, I know the first time you got excited when you went to Augusta, you're like, man, live Augusta. I was outside the gates at Augusta in 2013 and I'm <laughs> like, Oh my word. This Bobby is awesome. Jones expressway. Will get you yeah. This up. is exciting. Yeah. This is awesome. What was it like for you watching your son at Augusta for the first time this year? Uh, it's indescribable. Uh, Brian, it, it really was. It, so, and again, fits perfectly in with legacy. Uh, the first year I went to the Masters, I was able to attend with my father. And so just a double special moment uh, there. And I, I've got a picture. I wish I could put it on the screen for those of you watching YouTube. But I, I've got a picture of him looking over the hole on, on 15. We're standing on hole right uh, of 15, just beyond the pond. And he's watching 15 and he's looking over to 16 as the players are skipping balls in the practice round on Tuesday. And Bryson, here we go again, right? In the moment and capturing the moment at the same time. Bryson didn't know that I was taking the picture. And he's looking away and it's a, it's a great picture just to the back of his head. And you can feel in the picture, he is just soaking it in. And so step with step with me behind the lens because I, I saw, I saw the moment and I was there in it and I thought, Oh man, I scrambled real quick. And I'm like, I've got to get a picture of this, but step with me behind the lens of a father 
and I'm taking that picture and he thinks we're just watching golf. Right. I mean, just yeah. so special. I get, I get teary right now talking about it, but to be able to be in that place with my son and see his enjoyment and intent uh, of being there and to be able to share that moment with him, man, it, it just in, indescribable. And like right said, before he, you were beaten by security with a five iron. Pulling out your phone. <laughs> well, on, on Tuesday, on, it was a, it, no, it was an actual camera. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, because on Tuesdays you can have on practice rounds you can take a camera. You can't ever take a phone. Uh, but I had an actual camera, and I did. I, I scrummed through our our backpack real quick, and I was like, man, I I've got to get this camera and, and get this shot. And it's it's a great shot. It's uh, and it's it's one that will be will be framed and be a, a special moment. To both of us on different levels, and one day he'll realize that legacy. Well, and here's the thing too, and and, and forgive forgive me for for staying on the golf thing for just a minute, but I think about if you study the history of the Masters and you study the history of Augusta National, it was the dream of Bobby Jones to create that tournament, to create that place, to where the greatest golfers on the planet would all come together and play in this tournament. And, and back in 1931, you didn't have guys from all over the world. Right. Really, it was probably guys from the Southeast, maybe the Midwest, if they could get there. You know, travel was not like it is now. I mean, every golfer that comes and plays in that tournament is all they're flying private jets in there yep. every week, you know, and things like that, which is just now the way of the world, but a dream turning into a legacy, you know, Bobby Jones has been dead probably 50, 60 years at least, but man, every year, what he created back in 1931, everybody, everybody will, I mean, you, 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 as my dad used to say, you'll give your eye teeth to go to the masters. Right. <laughs> and I, and my hillbilly's coming out in me. So yeah. you give your eye. Listen, there were people that I knew when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. there were, there were guys dropping. I had a friend of mine text me. He's like, Hey, you've been a Bengals fan since you were nine years old. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I look at Super Bowl experience packages and they were like $5,600. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and watch it at the house. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm, I'm good. No, right. good, good. Right. There's a cost, though, to a dream. And I, I kind of want is. to finish here. It, it, and, and again, Brad, I've loved where this conversation has gone. There's a cost to the dream. I want you to encourage folks about the cost of dreams. And I say that because, you know, people go, well, I don't know if I'm willing to do that to make my dream come true. I don't know if I'm willing to do this to make my dream come true. My encouragement to you, and I want to get your take on it as well, is what will it cost you if you don't? Yeah. What will yeah. it cost you if you don't? Are you willing to live with the mental side of it? So so go there for just a minute and talk about the cost of dreams. Yeah, there, there's a physical cost and there's a financial cost, obviously, uh, to dreams. And not, there's not always a financial cost to every dream, like we talked about in the last segment. Drive across town today. Uh, go somewhere you've not been in your own town and experience that. That's very, very, very little impact 
on your financial budget. Now, now keep in mind, Brian, I'm not, and for anybody still listening to us, I am not, full disclaimer, I am not a financial coach, okay? So you, you can consult your financial advisor and coach for that, but I'm going to tell you this. There's a physical cost. You've got to do the work. You've got to have the want to. And sometimes that's hard labor. It's the blood, the sweat, and the tears that we've talked about. And there can be, and most of the time there is, a financial cost. But let me ask you this question. Will it be worth it? As you envision that experience, and if money wasn't a factor, would it be worth it? And nine out of ten people tell me if money wasn't a factor, it would be worth it. And I took coming up on it'll be a year this weekend exactly one year ago today i spent the most i've ever spent on myself and on bryson even the masters we get a little bit of a rate there but we went to the grand canyon for his 13th birthday building intentionally upon our legacy every child of mine when they turn 13 will start to enter manhood or womanhood and and i do a, a program with them have intentional plans for them based on our legacy so braxton and i i spent ten thousand dollars and we went to the grand canyon on a seven-day float trip and to this day i cannot fathom that i spent ten thousand dollars but i'm telling you brian if i had it i'd spend a hundred thousand i'd spend a hundred million yeah to be able to have that experience and so will it be worth it if, if money wasn't a factor, wasn't an issue, would pursuing that dream be worth it? And nine out of 10 people will tell me yes. And to that, I say, and again, I'm not a financial coach, but I'm a dream coach. I'm a bucket list coach and I'm a dream enabler. And I say to that, money will always return experiences never will Cincinnati Bengals might not ever make another Super Bowl and that's a chance you might have missed out on 5600 bucks I'm gonna guess it puts a dent in the budget but I'm still gonna guess to this day even with cost of everything going up you've probably still got 5600 bucks that you could have spent and this isn't to cause regret, but it is. Because the best life lived and the best way to pursue your dreams is to live regret-free, not regretful. And when money doesn't stand in the way of that challenge, that financial challenge and the physical challenge and the work that those provide that, that you have to do to be able to get there, like I said. When life passes before your eyes, will it be worth watching? Because experiences will always be there. Or will never they'll they'll never return, but the money will always be there. Yeah. Always. And so don't let that hinder yourself. Take the plunge. The work is hard. The work yeah. to do it is hard. But again, I'm not a financial coach. Don't let it stand in the way. Go and do it. Create a plan. It may take you ten years to save up and do it. But know when that effective date hits. Don't just say, hey, in 2032, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Write it down and say, by July 15, 
of 2032, I'm going. And I'll have this money saved by then because this is what I'm doing to work the plane. That's where the blood and the sweat and the tears come in. Yeah. And the money will always return. The experiences never will. I was good not going to the Super Bowl, especially the last 38 <laughs> seconds. I didn't want to see the Rams take a knee. I turned it off. My wife said, where are you? My wife said, where are you going? I said, I ain't watching them fools take a knee. <laughs> TV does make some of our dreams a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm not watching them take a victory formation. You know, I understand. Just rip my heart out, man. You know, I ain't watching Aaron Donald parade on the sidelines. I you hear know? you. And as a lifelong Razorback fan, I totally understand. I, I, I got you. Hey, hey Brad, again, <laughs> let folks know how they can connect with you. Uh, again, if folks want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Yeah, Brad Norwood on LinkedIn, at DreamItPro, D-R-E-A-M-I-T-P-R-O, on all social media, active on Twitter, active on Facebook, active on, somewhat active on Instagram. Uh, but always at my website, DreamItPro.com, and my cell phone. Call or text any time of the day, 479-466-6907. And I so appreciate Brad's support of the Intentional Encourager podcast as well. He he has uh, any time that I've, that we've needed anything, Brad's been there, and we appreciate Brad uh, helping us out and things like that. So, Brad, I'm honored to do it again, man. You are the absolute best, and I appreciate you joining me today on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Thanks, buddy. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.